0: go there now yeah <laughs> hello and welcome to destroy all children knowing me larry davis knowing you george brundle aha huh uh-huh. is something funny sergeant <laughs> no <laughs> are you amused by the concept of recording a podcast <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about Hades We're going to be talking about Dark Souls 2 We're going to be talking about uh,
1: Larry's Larry told me not to burp on Mike And so I just started thinking about like oh, i would be real funny if I burped as soon as he hit record and Then I just started laughing so I fucked it all up anyway Hi, I'm George
0: Hi, I'm Larry so, hey, in case, like I'm going to pretend I don't know. What have you been playing lately?
1: Uh, Well, Dark Souls 2, uh, which I wanted to talk to you about. Because right, is I that think...
0: Retro Corner this week?
1: No, it's not a retro game. Come on.
0: That's a retro game. That's, no, it came not. out like eight years ago. It's not old enough. It must yeah. have.
1: I mean, yeah, probably about like eight years ago. Uh, because it came out like towards the end it was of on PlayStation 3, 3
0: and 360.
1: Yeah because I
0: played it on PS3.
1: Yeah, well, because that was like the whole thing, right? Like the lighting system that they wanted to put in that game was too much for those systems to handle, and so it made the game run very, very poorly. And so Scholar of the First Sin was there like, hey, this is the next-gen upgrade. This Uh, looks better now. We fixed things with it. Sure, I guess. Uh, Which, that's the version that I'm playing. Uh, I got the uh, Scholar of the First Sin PS4 version. Kind of been looking into like the version differences Between those two games There's a Uh, lot There is, because I played the original Dark Souls 2 When that came out, and then I bought Scholar And so like I kind of want to go back And just like do a run through the original Dark Souls 2 and kind of see how they Compare like back to back But
0: It's weird because there are some parts Where Scholar is much harder than the original And other parts where it's much easier
1: Well I I think like uh, a lot of the Difficulty in Scholar is front loaded like, yeah, the game gets much, much easier as you go on.
0: I mean, I would say two was the same way.
1: Yeah, but like I'm I'm thinking like the uh the hidey knights.
0: Yep. Like in yeah. particular, those in guys, the, like the area like with the dragon and the big dudes and such.
1: Yeah, yeah, Hyde's Tower of Flame. Anyway, uh I kind of wanted to talk a bit about this game because I think that Dark Souls 2 gets a lot of undeserved shit. But yeah. you and me, like, I think we're in agreement that this is the best of the Souls games. No. In agreement, the best of the Souls games. No, it's not the best. Demons is. I know, Demons is the best one. I mean, Second like, best. out of out of the Dark Souls games in particular, yes. I think that it's our, our favorite. Uh, so, you know, we're contrarians, I guess, because that is not the popular opinion of Dark Souls 2.
0: No, because to be a contrarian, you have to disagree with the mass consistence, like, just because. Like, you're just trying to provoke people, and this sure. is something I truly believe, and I think everybody else is insane for not and liking it.
1: We we have our convictions. We are self-assured yeah. that this is a good game. Um, I was kind of explaining this uh not too long ago, but, like, I... I have played all of these Souls games multiple times each, but one thing that I've never done is just try to do a run where I completely bust the game open. So with my last run of Demons, I put everything into Magic and just got an AoE spell and basically one-shot every boss in the game. It was great. It it was fun, like, after, you know, playing that game maybe eight times, just doing a run where you completely trash it. Uh, So I decided to keep that up can't do that in two because guess what they actually balanced a fucking dark
0: souls game weird yeah what the fuck (laughs) yeah i know hard to believe
1: yeah the the build that i have going uh took the majority of the game to actually like get the stats necessary to do it and even then i still can't do like absurd amount of damage to most of the enemies like I'm still consistently dying whereas when I tried to break open demons in the original Dark Souls like as soon as I got what I needed I was fine. I didn't need to put any more levels into anything. I was never dying.
0: Um the way I play Dark Souls 2 is very light armor so I have the fast roll. Uh the giant gut sword as soon as I can get it. Uh and then like that's it just quick roll around do heavy damage with that giant monster beast of a sword uh and also like have the magic stuff to like enchant it that's it basically sort of magic what i oh yeah. okay
1: uh i got the so when you say the gut sword do you just mean like the uh there's two of it's them it's just didn't... called like great sword i think okay uh the the one i'm using is the crypt black sword which is like closer to the dragon slayer okay so it's it's way 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 bigger uh, but it has like an axe's move set, so it's got really good white swings to it, yeah, but you get that and then you enchant it with dark, and you basically do like a hex build and strength build, and it kills bosses pretty pretty quickly, like the uh dragon in Aldia's keep, I think took like six hits and it was down
0: uh crypt black sword, this is not what I used. I think the one yeah. I used was just regular uh great sword, and I would just like upgrade all the way and i think add electric effect to it was no, really effective good.
1: yeah because that just goes through guys with armor but yeah like the one that i have you have to beat the rotten a second time because that's my other favorite thing about dark souls 2 that none of the games since then has actually managed to do is make a really good new game plus uh-huh. like <laughs> what the fuck like new game plus and dark souls 2 actually gives you like it a lot of different items that you couldn't get the first time around, like different boss souls that fuse into different weapons, different enemy layouts, like legitimately took me by surprise when I did like New Game Plus, got into Drang Lake Castle, went to the throne room and two of the like pursuer demons popped up. Yep. Like it, it, it's good. It keeps you on your toes in like successive game, like successive uh, playthroughs of the game. Dark Souls one. What does it do? Jack fucking shit
0: yeah it's just the same game again bloodborne what does it do? Nothing makes it easier in fact, yeah,
1: literally nothing because it barely scales, yeah, so yeah it, i the bonfire aesthetic uh, mechanic too, where you can just push those areas into new game plus without rolling the game over is also like fantastic for just going and getting items you really want to use during your main playthrough without uh, having and... to wait to go through another.
0: Right, that it. It's kind of related. The thing where enemies will just start despawning if you farm them enough to keep yeah. you from just like farming souls forever.
1: Yeah, which there's like the game's not without its problems though, because like soul memory is another like that's I think maybe Who cares? my biggest issue with that, that, that game. Gives a crap, I do because so I'm trying to get the platinum trophy in this thing because of course I am. <sighs> Which is not, it's not actually that hard to do in Dark Souls 2, because they mercifully don't make you get, like, every single ring. Like, it's just spells, miracles, hexes. Uh, But to do that, you do have to max out the, like, Sunlight Covenant, which means you have to beat 30 bosses with the help of, like, a summoned player in that covenant, or you need to get summoned in. Not a problem when the game is active, but I'm playing it, like, at a point in time where it absolutely isn't. And then the way soul memory works is it's very easy to get out-leveled in an area and no longer be able to get summoned anyway. So I've had a really tough time with that. Like, I probably think maybe about five to six hours of my gameplay has been spent just idling, waiting to get summoned in.
0: Quick question, have you done the DLC? Not yet.
1: (laughs) No, I've played it before. Like, Uh, I've done the DLC before. All on right. this playthrough, not yet like that where I'm at now, I'm about to do the d l. c
0: waited until new game plus to do it. no, I'm not on new game plus yet. oh okay no
1: okay. i i new game plus a couple areas with an aesthetic to get the stuff I needed, but that's it,
0: I see, uh yeah, yeah that d. l. c. is insanely hard, yeah, it is like speaking of being balanced, that d l. c is not <laughs> no d l c is
1: made by actual fucking monsters,
0: yeah decided we need to have you fight two giant wolf beast things that are like impossible to kill by yourself
1: (laughs) oh god but they have that boss fight in the like snow area where it's like that Uh... king comes through and he has like his uh 12 soldiers or whatever that come out with him and they are all hard as shit and so like the only reliable way to beat him is you got to run around and reactivate like these other soldiers that will fight for you and so it's like this like battlefield thing going on, like you got your guys fighting his guys, so that opens I him up not for remember attack. This at all. It is the most inventive boss in that game. It also okay. maybe took me the longest to actually beat. Because it is really, really, really tough. Uh that hear, and like that
0: I don't remember that.
1: It's that and that giant dragon at the top of the uh of the keep that are like the two hardest bosses in that game.
0: For me, it was the uh, the two wolf things at the end of the ice part, and um, the the flame knight guy at the bottom of that DLC.
1: Oh right, yeah, that dude. Well, that's He's funny too, because really it's just hard. the smelter demon, isn't he? But they like no. gave him different moves or something. I think. Nope. Nope. No. New guy. Well, I'll get there. Okay, I'll get there. Yeah, like like uh, Dark Souls 2 a whole lot. I I was looking up some of, like, what happened with this thing, because, like, it did not, it was not, like, a, something I was aware of that apparently this had a very troubled development cycle until just recently, where I was, like, kind of going to looking up information about the game, and so I needed to know exactly what happened, uh, which meant, unfortunately, I had to watch a What Happened episode. Oh, no. Yeah, because not a lot of people have made videos about this. <laughs> But, like,
0: uh, what was your favorite part when the YouTuber man used his avatar to talk to the viewer?
1: Happened immediately. <laughs> of course. <laughs> as soon as the videos. He had on, uh, it was some other, like, Souls YouTuber, Vadi something, and they both had insert cartoon avatars, and they were talking uh, to each other uh, and also uh, the audience.
0: Horrible. <laughs> terrible no uh, good,
1: bad i wanted to submerge them both underwater until they stopped moving
0: <laughs> parody legally non-actionable
1: yeah i don't mean it i wouldn't actually do that i don't know where these people live so i'm incapable of it that's um, true no it so when uh development of this game started the thing that everybody knows of course is that uh serious creator Hayao miyazaki was uh not involved. He was off what? doing DLC for the first game and then later Bloodborne. And so they gave it to two guys who shared directorial duties, and creative conflicts were abound, basically. Uh one mm-hmm. of them wanted to make it more of a comedy game.
0: <laughs> I want to see that.
1: Yes. So one way that I know that manifested is uh Luca Teal, best girl, number yeah. one greatest lady in a souls game. Uh, was originally that mask that she's wearing was her actual face. It was a dude, and he fulfilled kind of a Don Quixote role. And the little uh, tiny guy that's in, like, the uh, Belfry Luna, who's, like, cracked out of his damn mind, he would have been that guy's, like, uh, Poncho.
0: Huh. And so
1: they would have rolled around, and they would have been funny comedy characters just getting into all kinds of goof-em-ups along their journey.
0: Poncho by the way. Poncho Ponzo, whatever. You're thinking of Poncho (laughs) Villa. Maybe, yeah, very possibly. different.
1: <laughs> oh, but yeah, they would have palled around throughout your journey and just been like wacky comedy characters, and then like
0: It'd be like the Rosenkrantz and Gildenstern of the game, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, but things were not kind of coming together. They were designing all these assets, all these characters, all these enemies. Um, uh, they they had like uh the way that the game design was going to be was that it was a bunch of different biomes. So you would start in like this sort of ice biome And then you would move on to maybe like a swamp biome And you would go to these different themed locations like that And they would have each been very, very large It would have been a open world style Souls game And so things were just getting like out of control really fast Everything wasn't coming together Uh, So Miyazaki decided to fire the dude who wanted to make the funny goof-em-up characters
0: And put the other guy in charge Should have fired the other guy no, the other guys what made Dark Souls 2 actually turn out to be a good game. Yeah, but think of how good comedy Dark Souls 2 could have been. It could have been the Gremlins 2 of Dark Souls games. It would please
1: you to know the comedy guy, I'm pretty sure, moved over to Disaster Report, if I remember correctly. Oh. So imagine a Disaster Report guy heading up a Dark Souls game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that does not make me happy. That makes me want it more than anything <laughs> in the world. <laughs> A Dark Souls game where you, the player character can just, like, sniff the underwear of an NPC <laughs> for no real reason.
1: That totally would have happened! Yeah. You would have just picked up, like, a mysterious pair of panties and would have had, like, its own lore behind it. It would have uh-huh. been, like, you would have all these YouTube videos with, like, soft-spoken guys talking about, like, who they think the pair of panties <laughs> belonged to.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> um now you're just now i like dark souls 2 less because it's (laughs) not that
1: give me me too i kind of ruined it for myself um no so this this other guy came in he was like okay we basically need to soft reset development because this is all fucking mess so we need to take all these characters we designed for one storyline and completely repurpose them for different storylines we need to ditch the biome thing take what like level assets we have reconfigure them have it linked together more like a souls game does uh but the lighting system as i mentioned was a big part of this they wanted it to be photorealistic is what they kept throwing around (laughs) a photorealistic souls game with unique lighting on the xbox 360 and the playstation 3 no shit it didn't work uh They also try to completely redo the engine at the start of development, which always goes super well when you have a totally functional engine and you decide, eh,
0: let's
1: do do a new one. (laughs) It doesn't take that much time.
0: Quick do-over. Yeah. No (laughs) takesy-backsies.
1: So yeah, it's it was a big mess, and I think that the way the game turned out, despite everything that went on with it, despite the fact it very well could have just like killed that franchise like dead in its steps after that first game landed so so hard. Like
0: it's also there's like a weird revisionism around it, which is for one thing, when it was coming out, only the most hardcore Dark Souls freaks were mad at it because like if before you pull even... back
1: and look at the map, it doesn't make
0: sense. <laughs> they because before it came out as soon as there was news that miyazaki was not in charge of it they were determined that it was going to be bad like no matter how it turned out they were going to be mad at it oh yeah uh but then it came out and i think people in general were like yeah this is good and then later yeah it, it was sort of like a bioshock infinite situation where later people decide like oh this was actually never good like, shut up!
1: I watched the YouTube video where the Dark Souls guy told me it wasn't a good game, so it's not a good game to me anymore. Even though <laughs> yeah, I liked I it, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. But like I remember being kind of also predisposed to hating it because I didn't like Dark Souls the first. Yeah, and so when that was, it was like
0: <laughs> my my main uh, apprehension yeah. about it. But then, like, what, what I like about Dark Souls too is that it's like Demon Souls. Yeah. Like, you have consumable health items instead of, in addition to Estus flasks. Yeah. Uh, and yes, the sort of uh, the hub world aspect of it, um, like, sort of everything going off in separate directions is something I like about it, even though that's why a lot of people hate about it for some reason.
1: You got a lady uh, who talks in riddles and levels you up.
0: Yeah. The Majula lady. Um, yeah. It has fast travel from the beginning, which is the main reason I did not like Dark Souls 1, uh, because it made navigating that world a horrible, horrible experience.
1: That is like one little complaint I do have about Dark Souls 2, though, is not necessarily the fast travel. I think the fast travel is is fantastic. I don't like the fact that there are so many bonfires in the game, because I Uh, think that when you couple that with how generous the fast travel mechanic is and that it lets you go to any bonfire it then really triv- trivializes the progression through a lot of areas.
0: Yeah, to some degree. Yeah. Um which one was it was Dark Souls 3 I think that would just like place a bonfire and then there was a boss and then a bonfire right after it.
1: That started in Dark Souls 2. Like, there was a lot of that in Dark Souls, too.
0: Three just carries
1: on that tradition. I think three is better about bonfire placement, though. It's still pretty aggressive with it, but not anywhere near as much as two. Okay. Um, There's a fine balance with that stuff, right? Like, with this kind of
0: game, you. One in particular, though, it's like it's at the top of a temple, and there's there's like like a night guy. Like, the two bonfires are literally like maybe 50 feet apart.
1: Yeah, I I, I know what you're true. talking about. I think it's also three, but I don't remember exactly what area it's in. But like, I I think that's a difficult thing to balance. Is okay, they're difficult, challenging games. You know, the way that Demon Souls kind of sets it up is, it's all about the progression through the level and unlocking shortcuts that allow you to regain your lost progress faster each time you go through but then it's still very arduous so like if you die to a boss even though you got all these shortcuts it can still take you a while to just carry your ass back and do the thing you fucked up the first time yeah but like demon so i'm sorry dark souls 2 just it's so excessive with it that areas just don't feel as thought out a lot of the times it's just ah another checkpoint cool I don't know, it's it's a weird balancing act And I don't think that D- Dark Souls 2 quite nails it But then, you know, very few games I I think in that series do um, my,
0: my main issue with Dark Souls 2 uh, Was that aspects of it are far too obtuse Even by Dark Souls standards Um, Specifically, like, things related to core progression Was the main thing Like, I, the first time I played it I could not figure out how to progress. Like, I got down to the end of the castle, got into that sort of the throne room where the final boss is. I was like, okay, like, what am I supposed to do here? And it turned out that I had to, like, equip a ring, go to a different place, and kill someone else there, I think, and then go back with something equipped, I think, and then that would make the final boss spawn. Just weird things like that.
1: I mean, that also is like, you know, kind of going back to the bonfires thing of, okay, that is a balancing act you have to do in a Souls game is how obtuse do you make it? How much do you like hold the player's hand and guide them to the next area? And Mm -hmm. yeah, like the first half of that game where it's just you have these four different directions that you go in. There's a major boss at the end of each path, and then we'll loop back to Majula at the end of that. That's all very easy. That makes total sense about where to go. But then after that, it's like, find the king. Mm -hmm. Hey buddy I need you to go kill Some giants and get a thing uh, Related to the king so you can get into The throne room and like they don't really give you A good sense of where exactly you need to go To deal with that stuff Yeah Um, But like also at this point I've played that game so much I know exactly where to go (laughs) So it doesn't matter anymore It's one of those like your first
0: couple playthroughs and then Also that was the thing where it's like I'm just gonna look this up because I have no shame in yeah, searching the internet to find out what to do in a Souls game, yeah, like that's on them.
1: I think like your your first time playing a Souls game, you probably shouldn't, unless you're absolutely stuck. But then oh, like yeah, yeah. any time after that, like yeah, whatever, just look everything up. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you want to get the most out of that thing. and The only way to do that is going to be with a guide.
0: I I will also first time through like look at guides. Be like, what item should I keep? Like, is this going sure. to be useful for anything later? Stuff like yeah. that.
1: But... Well, this it says it's a useless key, but how do I know?
0: <laughs> and then sometimes it actually is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, this says it's rubbish, but maybe I fuse it into an item later? That's the no. thing that always fucked me up, actually, was the broken, like, straight sword in Demon yeah. Souls, I'm pretty sure, upgraded to a very valuable weapon. And so every time one comes up in a Souls game, which is fucking all the time... I always hold on to one in my inventory just in case I actually need it for something.
0: Uh-huh.
1: It's worthless. <laughs> I did that with the shield and Bloodborne because I was like, I don't know. Why the fuck <laughs> did they put oh, this here?
0: Cracked wooden one.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a joke item, but at the same time, who knows? It's Souls. Yeah. So I like that stuff, though. I, I like how vague the games can be. Not to the point that I'm going to make a YouTube video series, like trying to link it all together and have it make sense, but it's just, it's fun. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I like getting lost in those worlds and and just kind of figuring it out. Um, Mm -hmm. Which I can't do anymore, because they won't be making any more Souls games for a while. Oh, wait, Elden Ring.
0: (laughs) Forgot already?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking forward to them renaming it Soulsborne Ring. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> just Elden <keep> born. <laughs> so Eldenborn. By the way, can't stand that name at all. There's one born game, you fuckers. Just call it Souls, because Born is still a Souls game bloodborne started out as demon souls 2 for fuck's sake it's a souls game and it's a good thing that they didn't call it demon souls 2 because it would have denigrated the value of demon souls because bloodborne fucking sucks
0: why is this supposed to be demon souls 2 and not like shadow tower 3 because it's way more like shadow tower
1: the way that thing started its development, from what I had been reading, is it definitely was Demon Souls 2. There's a lot mm. of... Uh, cutting Room Floor makes a lot of mentions of it, and in a lot of cut dialogue, characters are saying Umbasa, which oh. is a, a Demon Souls okay. thing. And there is a bunch of cut bosses that were just straight up referred to as demons. And I think there's like a, allusions to the fog bringing bosses in, so... At some point in development, they pushed away from the, the Demon Souls connection and, and did their own thing with it, which I think is good, because I don't particularly care for Bloodborne.
0: They should have done more with it. Like, it's all a dream anyway, so who cares? Yeah. They should have just gone ahead and been like, yeah, put some allusions to Demon Souls in here.
1: That is actually one thing that, like, looking at the cut content from that game that I'm pissed they took out, is uh, your warp point is like a little uh, set of street lamps in the final game. Yeah uh, So they changed it twice The first time around it was a piece of the arch stone okay. It was like completely Redesigned but it was still very much The arch stone from Demon Souls And then when they ditched that they just did A chair that you sit in and you fall Asleep like an old man <sighs> Alright <laughs> Like when you find it and it's not activated there's a ghost In the chair and so you get a prompt that's like "Wake, Wake up the slumbering spirit And then it goes away And then it asks you to sit in the relaxing chair and you fall asleep and go back to the hunter's dream. And that's way better, and I don't know why they removed it.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they thought it would give away the twist.
1: But, but like, they tell you straight up at the start of the game it's a dream.
0: Yeah. But, you you know, is it literal? Yes! Well, yes, at, yes, at the says. end of it, you find out it is. But I'm saying, like, oh. you know, you have, like, the hunter's dream as that area, but you'll know the whole thing is a dream.
1: Oh, that game plays its hands so early. I was positive it was a literal dream, like, maybe halfway into that game. Like, as soon as it started doing all the Cthulhu stuff, which is, like, halfway through the game,
0: we'll we go into an area called the Nightmare. Yeah. So. But
1: Miyazaki made it, which means it's a perfect video game. Like that's the thing too I found out but about looking into
0: I... You need no. to suffer through it. No I shouldn't. I'm not going to do that. You really should. You've played all the others, you need to know how bad it is. Mm.
1: You have I to experience it firsthand. That's a another thing about the that development means... of
0: Look, here's the thing. Playing Sekiro made me appreciate Bloodborne more. <laughs> like <laughs> compared to Sekiro, Bloodborne is a masterpiece. Going
1: to get into this for a second here uh, Part of the, the So the drawback to Dark Souls 2's development Is that from software management Decided that they were not going to do Any more Souls games specifically without Miyazaki helping the project because they didn't want Shit to go down the way it did
0: uh-huh. yeah.
1: I had the same reaction it just Oof. felt like Bile was building up in my stomach Yeah Um.
0: So then they brought him back to do one that's just a rehash Of everything else
1: That's right baby Uh. I, I still like Dark Souls three, but whatever uh, I, I know that, I know that you don't care for it Bloodborne's
0: but, better than Dark Souls three. Uh,
1: I so Bloodborne is what he was also working on while development was going horribly awry with Dark Souls 2. except when you pull back and you look at these two games and you realize that Dark Souls 2 had this rushed, frantic sprint to the end to get a working game out on the market and Bloodborne had all the time that it needed it does not fucking feel that way when you play those games like dark souls 2 feels pretty fully realized to me like there is some weird stuff about it where you can kind of see the the seams of a troubled development cycle showing but like bloodborne feels so reductive in what it is that i if i had to choose between the two games and say which one was rushed it would be bloodborne yeah like, it, it's so lacking in the kind of depth that you would typically find in a Souls game. Like, all those bosses are horribly unbalanced. They're all built around, like, the typical strafe around the boss and whack them style of the other Souls games, except, like, you're way more mobile and fast, so all the bosses are piss-easy. Remember the dude that's just a bunch of bodies stuck together? Yeah. And was, like, the Tower Knight fight? Yeah. It It sucked. <laughs> It's like the other fucked up part about that game too is like when I say that I've had people push back and argue and they go oh, uh, Gurman though. Yeah, but they like straight up copy and pasted a bunch of bosses from Demon's Souls. Like without changing anything to balance it around the different gameplay of of Bloodborne. Like it's so fucking lazy.
0: That and like you were talking before about various builds and stuff and you don't really have any options like that in Bloodborne. Yeah. Technically if you wanted you could make like some sort of Weird gun build, but that's not actually viable.
1: Well, they also nerfed it. I don't know yeah. if you're aware of that. No. So there used to be a viable gun build. Uh it was actually the premier way of breaking that game. Oh. And then they nerfed it down to nothing. So there is absolutely no viable gun build in Bloodborne. That's cool. Yep. They didn't want people having fun. <laughs> so they decided they need to scale it back uh yeah like your bills are entirely based around whatever trick weapon you decide to pick up and there's like what 12 of them
0: that seems high i'm yeah maybe i'm
1: considering the dlc (laughs) yeah i think there's like maybe 12 or 15 when you count the dlc the dlc for bloodborne is pretty good but
0: no it isn't it's pretty good no it's pretty good because it adds more fucking weapons so i can do something different It's just like it's the same area like reskin though. It's like yeah. the fir- the first one is just that first main town area except with yeah. nightmare stuff around it. And then the second one um it's like the sea shanty town and that stuff's all right except yeah. it's just kind of not fun to play.
1: I When I say the DLC is good, I mostly mean in the bosses, because uh, I think that they actually did try to design those bosses around the gameplay style of Bloodborne, so they oh, end up the... being some of the most challenging bosses in the game.
0: Yeah, the messed up horseman is pretty good. Yeah. Um, uh, the and... lady who is
1: the basis for the doll is uh, yeah. like a more fucked up version of German. Not German, yeah. God, I keep doing that. Uh, Gas- Gascoingi.
0: Well, German is the end boss of the main yeah. game.
1: yeah, yeah. I, just, I keep flipping their names around
0: Okay uh, I thought you meant German before Because no. German's much more fun than Gascoigne Yeah um, But
1: I, th- those are like my favorite bosses In that game are the like humanoid ones Because they're fucked
0: up They yeah. move so
1: fast they have similar moves Set to yours they're aggressive And then you just fight a wolf man And it's like ah I just walk to his side And hit him
0: mm-hmm. There's a okay, the big dog oh, lady yeah.
1: oh, oh it's Phalanx again Hey Phalanx I'll walk to the side and hit them.
0: There was a bunch South of weird Blood alien Lions. things. That's...
1: Remember the uh, fight against the three snakemen? Yes. That, that was... This is the laziest fucking part <laughs> of Bloodborne <laughs> that I found out about later and it made so much sense. That was not intended to be the boss of that area. The original design was a massive ball of gigantic snakes that would attack you. It was huge, and it would do the attack that the Snakemen do, where like snakes shoot up from the ground, which is why that's there in that boss arena. And then something about that boss wasn't working, so they're like, I don't know, scrap it and put some late-game enemies in here. Well, that's cool. <laughs> but Miyazaki's a genius! That's all I gotta say about Souls games. I like uh, Dark Souls 2 a lot. Uh, Bloodborne. Eh. Okay I like how fast and, and scooting around In and, and Bloodborne is about it
0: a... Sure, except Then you're also dealing with the garbage frame rate Most of the time, so even that doesn't feel good Well,
1: well hey On the PlayStation 5, you're at a locked 30 frames a second, baby <laughs> Yeah
0: <laughs> Finally, it only took a massively More powerful console to brute force It up to 30
1: god the loading times in the original version of that game were fucking
0: shit remember that their solution was oh we're going to add like the the item tips and stuff to it so you have something to read while you're waiting (laughs) because (laughs) originally it was just the logo
1: it's just the logo to be fair they did like lower the loading time by a little bit but it was still pretty long considering like how often you're going to hit loading screens in a Souls game? Yep. Um, which man, that Demon Souls remake though, where it's just you can't put item descriptions there because that's too
0: good. It's too fast. Because the other thing was, remember in Bloodborne, you can't just fast travel from one point to another. You had to go back to the Hunter's Dream and then uh-huh. go to another place. Yeah, talking so you about two loading screens instead of one.
1: Yeah, talking about how do you do that balancing act with the bonfires and, and warping, not the way that Bloodborne does it, man. It's terrible. I I do, but to kind of wrap up, you know, about rush development and, and stuff like that, I, I do think that when you, I suspect, rather, I should clarify, that if I go back and I play the original Dark Souls 2 after playing Scholar, it might become a whole lot more apparent that the original Dark Souls 2 was kind of fucked up because of its development cycle and that all that stuff got ironed out in Scholar. It's kind of why I want to go do a side-by-side with them because I am really curious how that first one holds up now that there's this much better obvious, superior version of the game. That's all I have to say about that.
0: Souls. Souls. Well... I have been playing Hades, Hades, mm. Hades, perhaps you've heard of it, perhaps you have seen erotic fan, far- <laughs> fan art of it, fan fart, it's maybe also <laughs> true, uh, of this game featuring several Greek gods uh, flirting with each other most of the time.
1: I did not know that there was a bunch of erotic art in this game, which is surprising because I'm I on art there Twitter. Is.
0: I actually don't know, but there has oh, to there be. Oh, there has to be. You told
1: me about a weird fucked up show, a sitcom with some goblin character that was like CGI.
0: <laughs> oh, Imaginary Mary.
1: Yeah. And I and they redesigned the character to not look like <laughs> yeah. like a aborted minion fetus. It was and...
0: like it was like a horrible like the fly teleporter thing if you combined yeah. a minion and a rabid
1: So in Star Trek, the motion picture,
0: (laughs) there's a trans,
1: there's a transporter accident at the start of that, and they send it back uh, to try to, like, sort the energy particles out and restore them, and uh, the line they get back from bases, wherever you sent over here, didn't last long, unfortunately. And I bet they turned it into that fucking
0: thing from Imaginary Mary. A, A quick note, by the way. Uh-huh. Late in DS9, uh, the part where Martok becomes Chancellor after Gowron's killed um, Yeah, There's a bit where Worf says, like, there's an old Klingon proverb People do not search for greatness, or there aren't great men, greatness is thrust upon them or whatever Yeah, Which is another instance of them claiming Shakespeare was a Klingon I, I
1: just really want Shakespeare to be a Klingon <laughs> he I really, really do like that and the fact that Sherlock Holmes is a is a real person that actually existed.
0: <laughs> Apparently so.
1: Um Oh, going back to Dark Souls for a second, I had a f- moment of fucked up George Star Trek brain where so remember the Laddersmith guy?
0: No. He sells you yeah,
1: the, the oh you go to Earth and Peak and he's Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah.
0: yes, Laddersmith guy. I thought, I thought he you was were talking played... about Star Trek.
1: Well, I thought he was played by Cole Meany. Oh. Cause he said something, I was like, that sounds like Col that's exactly his voice. And then I had to look it up and no, it's just a dude with a similar <laughs> accent to <him. laughs>
0: All Irish people sound the same to you.
1: I could do a Colmeany impression.
0: Alright, here we go. Oh it's me, Colmini! Alright, So I'm in playing. I want to be old. Okay, Hades. <laughs> uh so Hades is a game uh, that came out last year on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, so I did not play it. What's but now that? Uh, It's a thing for kids, you know, they like it. Oh. Is it like a leapfrog? Yeah, basically. Okay. Um. So now it is out on PlayStation and Xbox uh, and specifically on Game Pass. So I didn't have to pay anything for it. So I was like, all right, time to check it out. Uh and it is very good. In fact. I do not like roguelikes usually. Um where are you doing?
1: Um uh, I've had a i have
0: had a had a blanket
1: on me and it was getting hot.
0: <laughs> so I was taking
1: it <laughs> off and I smacked my head up.
0: Got a blanket on in August.
1: Uh well, you know, I run the AC pretty aggressively in here. So. In Utah. Well yeah, you need to or you'll get passed away.
0: Wearing a blanket in August (laughs) in Utah, (laughs) localized entirely to (laughs) craft your computer. All right, so, uh, I do not like roguelikes usually.
1: That makes two uh, of us.
0: Because mostly I feel like they are a waste of time, and I also, uh, It's hard to articulate exactly what I don't like about them
1: Okay, Uh, we'll do it
0: Okay, the number one thing is the random element I do not like games, that are heavily random I don't like anything involving cards or deck building, like things like that It's just because I find it frustrating Because it's like, there's nothing I could do here I guess I'm just screwed Too bad, time to restart I used
1: to love the Pokemon TCG game for the Game Boy when I was a kid That's even worse because it actively
0: cheats that in the Yu-Gi-Oh! games. I never got into
1: Yu-Gi-Oh!, thankfully. I was spared that, but
0: there was um I don't remember, I think it was a Game Boy Advance game, uh, of Yu-Gi-Oh! that was just as bad about cheating as the Pokemon ones were. Because 'Cause it'd be yeah. like, Oh oh sure, first turn he drew like Blue Eyes White Dragon and like all of the other things he would need to summon it. Great. Sure. That happens every time.
1: Yeah. Um Man, I, I think I'm similar with roguelikes. I've never particularly cared for them. And yeah, that random element where it just feels like you're not making progress because just random chance decided that you weren't going to make progress this time because yeah. you aren't going to get any of the things that you need to push ahead.
0: Yep. So I will say that still happens sometimes in this. Uh, there have been some runs where I just didn't get any like extra damage items. So there were about three runs in a row where I got to the Minotaur and uh, Theseus and just could not damage them fast enough before they could kill me.
1: You want another instance of Bad George Brain? Venture Brothers has made it impossible for me to hear about Minotaurs without (laughs) hearing it in in that
0: voice. Yeah, that's understandable.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh, enhanced the experience of talking about Minotaurs, but.
0: I mean, I, I have wrestling brains, so I think of Mantar, the uh, <laughs> minotaur guy with a guitar. <laughs> Find a way to combine
1: those two things and put it <laughs> as a boss in a video game. You'd have, like, the ideal boss.
0: So, um, but there are mitigating factors to both the randomness and things like that. Of this, which The main thing is the heavy narrative element of it which is probably the main thing that keeps me going in it because even though you're doing all these runs every time you're learning more about it you're getting new dialogue like this game has a ton of dialogue in it Hmm. a ton and it's not like a lot of games of this ilk where they are so in love with their writing that they'll have characters talk at you forever and it's just like all right skip dialogue skip 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 uh there, the exchanges are fairly short. It's just that they are constantly having new things to say. I've never heard dialogue repeat, Um
1: but you got to have it repeat. So then they go back to the to Majula.
0: No, no, you don't.
1: Oh, oh, well, okay. They, I mean, they'll just
0: like they'll they'll go back on their own. Oh. Once you talk to them, they kind of just disappear, or they stop talking to you. Um, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. So um the the things they say they have a whole lot of permutations of it um because in addition to sort of the just regular story stuff they'll talk about what's happening in the overall narrative there will be things based on um how far you got last time like the area you're in currently what gods you've talked to previously like even within this run what weapon you have equipped what you died to recently uh like I started over one and talked to Ares and he was like, Ah, I smell fresh mortal blood on you. You've been killing vermin near the surface and you know stuff like that, which is pretty cool. That's um, nice of
1: him to notice.
0: Yeah, it is. Well he's a fan. Like at one point he's like, Ah, you must have killed at least a thousand souls down here now. I'm proud of you. Um But um you also do have upgrades, uh which are not Huge They seem like they are mostly there to mitigate The random factors of it Um for example There's one that I just unlocked That um makes it So it gives me a reroll On items that I can find Uh so Basic structure you're going you're trying You are Prince Zagreus so you're trying to escape from Hades You're uh Like the area Hades and also The guy your dad Um why aren't you're to... we all
1: trying to escape our dads though?
0: Yeah, kind of. If you think about it.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh and so you're trying to get up to the surface to meet your mom. Persephone. Spoilers. Uh Nix is not your actual mom. Zag finds this out pretty early. Um I I guess early on he just wants to leave because he wants to, but then later he gets this actual motivation. Uh and yeah, so you're you... trying to get out what?
1: You brought up like, erotic fan art of this game and just dropping nope. the knowledge Uh-oh. on me that Nix is not your mom, but is like maybe your hot stepmom <laughs> just made me realize what direction a lot of that stuff probably goes in. Well, oh, I also never finished my thought about the imaginary Mary thing. Oh. but I want to do that real quick since it's come up. Great. <laughs> um, they redesigned the character to look more appealing and cutesy, and I told you, I bet someone's drawn pornography of the redesign and they sure did. And so that is my Imaginary Mary report.
0: Well, Exists. thank you for interrupting to let everybody know that you looked up pornography of <laughs> Imaginary Mary, a sitcom that lasted like seven episodes. I had to know. Of a character voiced by Rachel Dratch. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, no wonder uh, they drew pornography of her.
0: <laughs> so, um, all right. So you're trying to get out of Hades. You have basically are essentially three levels are actually four but hmm. it's uh Tartarus, uh you know from persona 3 it what invented is that? it
1: is that is that a thing is that
0: a real thing you played persona 3
1: i know i'm just i'm referencing another
0: anyway it's a different uh, this thing. game this game rips off persona uh and then asphodel which is the sort of lava area um then elysium which is you know the heaven equivalent uh, and then you get to the Temple of Styx, which is like the exit into the mortal realm, mm. uh, guarded by Cerberus. Uh, you do not fight Cerberus. Uh, you have to, you have like a choice of five chambers. You go through there. It's the worst area in the game, too, because there are these enemies that poison you. And they're in these small rooms, and when you get poisoned, your health drops real fast. Mm. And you have to get to these um, little fountain things to remove the poison. Which they recharge pretty quickly, but still, it's annoying. So the way um, it's
1: structured, you're working bottom to top, then, to get out.
0: Yeah, that's how it works. Okay. You're in the underworld, you idiot. Well, I don't I don't know I, shit about Greece. You're trying to get out of the underworld. You're I trying to get out of you Hades. You're, Yes, you're going up. All right.
1: <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, you're always like, you don't participate in more in my conversations, so I'm over here just asking the questions, man. All right, well that is
0: true you don't so uh anyway you get out you fight hades and then that's the end of the run he's the boss and then you start over because spoiler again zagreus cannot live in the mortal realm as anybody with a brain could figure out especially considering this is a game based on multiple runs of course Mm -hmm. there would be a reason story-wise that you would have to start over so is there
1: ever actually, like, an end point to the game? Yes. Like, uh, this is the win condition, you're done? Yes. Okay. Uh,
0: I'm not sure if it's a certain number of escapes or what, but um, there there is an achievement that's, like, saw the epilogue, okay. and so there is some end point to it. I mean, I assume because...
1: It... You were telling me that like each time you get out, you get some new dialogue out there. You have like like a different story event than for story reasons, you end up going back in. Yep. So I would assume you exhaust those to a point, but Uh, I don't know. sometimes games like this are just designed to be one of those things that you enjoy it up until the point that you just don't enjoy it anymore then you can set the game down and do something else so i wasn't
0: yeah wasn't so so with most roguelikes and stuff like this uh, i will play it until i complete it and then i'm like all right i'm done like this is the first one where i've actually felt like i wanted to keep going specifically because it's not over yeah um and one thing that's cool about that is after you complete your first run, which this game does something I hate when roguelikes do, which is that it introduces gameplay mechanics after a certain amount of deaths. Um, on like the third or fourth run or something, uh, I got to Hades and almost killed him and then died. And then right after that, the next time I got into the run, it was like, hey, here's we're introducing the super attack thing that makes you invincible. And you can use it multiple times per fight. It's like, oh, cool! All right, be
1: real useful against Hades.
0: Yeah, turns out that would have been really nice to have. Yeah. Um. So that's not great, but uh, you know they they want you to keep coming back. I guess it hasn't done that since then. That's kind of the last major thing that was introduced. Uh, one yeah. weird thing is, you can pick up these items, uh, these keys, which are used to unlock new perks and upgrades. And I've done that, and, and new weapons. Um, and now I don't have any use for them. But I can still like keep finding them in the dungeon. It's like, alright, why are you still giving me these? I don't know if they'll have some purpose later, but I sure well, can't figure like out the, any.
1: Well, see, it's like the straight sword. You gotta keep it on you. You don't know yeah i Let guess do something. yeah you um, hoard all your items in every game every game all of them
0: so there are um you can find gemstones in the dungeon so all right another thing yeah. i like about this as opposed to other roguelikes is there are no things that just screw you over like random elements they just be like well great i picked this up and it cursed me or whatever everything when you are going into a chamber you can see the effect or the reward for the next chamber above the door so you know what you're getting into you know what you're picking from it's not just to go through a store and hope for the best it'll be like well do i want a boon from hermes do i want a, a boon power up or do i want uh gemstones i guess you never want gemstones um gemstones are used to give to the uh renovators these like contractor guys or ghosts wearing a cute little helmet Uh, Uh, and they can you give them stuff and that will make certain chambers appear in the run um, or like urns that will give you money it's just like adding rooms basically
1: want the ghost to unionize ghost union
0: well they can't because hades has absolute power so what well not if there's a union he won't I mean, yeah, he would, because he can just nuke them.
1: Uh, Get Ro- Ghost Robert De Niro down there with a gun. he will sort everything out. I've seen half of the Irishmen. I know what happens.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Where's Al Pacino with his weird Chicago accent?
1: <laughs> You'll be happy to know. I have to go do some uh, dog sitting. Uh, at the end of next month so i'll be back in vegas which means i'll have access to that netflix flix account and i'll have five days to finish the other half of the irishman
0: if you see a time. fountain chamber the shades brought it <laughs> i'm irishman. laughing i don't know what that means <laughs> it's the thing he said
1: remember I don't that remember no i don't it's been a while oh great yeah, I might have to start the movie over again. And then I, I thought you again.
0: dropped from the call. Thanks for just being silent for twenty seconds. Because that happened last yesterday. And it actually, it actually, this entire it thing it actually
1: might have cut out. Uh, no, I I might have to restart the Irishman when I'm down there because I don't remember that. So I'll come back from the second vacation and just be like, yeah, I watched half of the Irishman again. <laughs>
0: It, it was jimmy hoffa at the meeting where he's like if something is at your store a truck brought it oh right right right
1: yeah, yeah. okay it's coming back to me now all right yeah.
0: <laughs> okay um ask me anything about hades because i'm not sure exactly what else to say uh, about
1: it. is that freak dynosius in the game
0: yeah Dionysus is great oh man he, he's, he's a party
1: boy himbo he is my favorite of the uh Pantheon. Yeah. You, I like him a whole whenever lot.
0: Whenever he shows up, he's just like, Hey Zag, how you doing down there? Come on <laughs> up to Olympus. We're gonna have a great time. I'm gonna pour you some wine. we're gonna have a party. Why does he have radio guy voice? <laughs> I don't know. He just he kinda sounds like that. That's great.
1: Hey Andy's
0: coming up on stage. <laughs> Give her a round of applause, everybody. <laughs> Girls, girls, girls starts playing. <laughs> girls, girls, girls. That's cheap trick. No, it's not cheap trick. Is uh, it? Uh, remember, uh, everyone's two drink minimum. Uh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like all of the gods are uh, really good voice acting for them, with notable exceptions. Nyx is very bad, which sticks out in this game. Um, bad how. Uh, just sounds bored Oh Like, she's the god of night, so I guess the idea is She's supposed to be, like, cold and detached But instead, just sounds like she doesn't want to be there Sure
1: Just get a YouTuber
0: like, to play her yeah.
1: drive, in, drive engagement, Larry
0: Yeah So I think Supergiant, they do the uh, old-school Capcom approach To their voice actors It's uh, just like people the, who work there the,
1: Brought the janitor in
0: Yeah that that uh, must have been what happened with Nyx Most of it's I, very good though
1: I like that infinitely better Than the current trend of just grabbing Some YouTuber off the street And yeah. putting them in your fucking video game
0: Yeah Like the, the whole sort of uh, Sundare approach Is done much better with Megara One of the Furies uh, Like She's a much better example Of that although mm. Nyx I guess Is not really Sundare, she's just like I don't know she's a mom is this uh
1: is, is this made by the same developers that did like Bastion yes okay um, i just had a, i had a moment i just figured it out all on my own cuz i just visualized <laughs> this game and was like wait a minute yeah oh, it it, looks like Bastion.
0: The, this is the first super giant game i've enjoyed
1: uh, okay. because the
0: gameplay is fun and the the narrative is good as well,
1: well that's what got me thinking to voice acting and narrative because i remember that's something that people really like love to hammer home about bastion is like oh the voice acting so good you got the narrative going on the entire
0: time the the, the narrator is good in bastion and there is some of that in here but it's weird because it's kind of front-loaded uh because once i've been through each area like a certain amount of time the narrator is basically just saying like things you see and so once you've seen it Mm -hmm. he doesn't really show up again but uh the narrator bits are good because zag also like talks back to him I played
1: um, some of Bastion and I do remember the narration stuff being great. It was just the whole game that was wrapped around it was yeah. just not that interesting to yeah, me. And that's I like kind of the thing kind of boring. about seeing Hades for me, like seeing people talk about it, seeing pictures and, and gameplay of it is none of it has looked particularly compelling to me. It's not to say yeah. I think that that like, Oh, that game's probably crap. It's overhyped or anything like that. It's just, I also don't care much for roguelikes. And nothing about what it's doing has been interesting to me. But, like, hearing you talk about it, I'm much more inclined to give it a shot, because I think that you and I are kind of simpatico in how much we enjoy
0: these types of games. Hey, simpatico, right? That's right. (laughs) I thought you would just
1: cut the clip in instead of doing an impression of it, but okay. Well,
0: you know. Maybe I will.
1: So, uh... It's Beetlejuice in the game.
0: No, I wish. (laughs) I, this, is,
1: this is just my excuse to bring it up Because I know I didn't mention it on the podcast When I was talking about SMT2 But there's a Beetlejuice as a boss in that game And it's spelled, you know, like How you spell Beetlejuice? Uh, yeah. B-E-E-T Yeah But G-E-U-S-E Yeah Like the entity And so this guy is just like I mean, It's hmm. a star but okay Sure uh, Entity <laughs> I thought it was also like a like a god
0: I think the. Yeah. Yeah, maybe a star is named after the god.
1: That's what I thought. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, the, the boss Beetlejuice in SMT2 and the guide that I was reading was just like, hmm, sounds almost like Tim Burton's Beetlejuice. I wonder if the developers were fans. <laughs> and I had a fucking brain hemorrhage.
0: Oh, man. I
1: woke up on my floor three days later in a daze.
0: You ever look at uh, constellations and just think that the people who named them were idiots? Oh, yeah, all the time. Like, the, come on, I'm looking at cancer here. That doesn't look anything like a crab. Yeah. What were you smoking? The
1: only aptly named constellation is the Big Dipper. That's it.
0: Yeah, sure. That makes sense. Someone
1: someone saw that was like, oh, ladle.
0: Yeah, Orion's belt? What is that? It's just three stars.
1: Huh, it's just a mess up there. Yeah. You see whatever you want in the stars. Mm-hmm. You can see imaginary Mary porn In the stars if you
0: look hard enough <laughs> Okay so with Hades The other thing is uh, When you restart After you have escaped once It unlocks the Pact of Punishment uh, Which are a That's whole bunch of That's another name for this
1: podcast <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah uh, the uh, There are a whole bunch of modifiers That you can add to your run Uh, and they there's stuff you would expect like does 20 percent extra damage per rank or enemies are 15 percent faster per rank things like that but there's also things that are like bosses will get new techniques it says uh which i do not think is actually an apt descriptor but the main thing here is all right first time you run through you get rewards for each boss you kill uh it's like uh A titan blood the first time, a diamond the second time, uh, ambrosia the third time, and then last one's another titan blood. I don't know why they give you another one. I feel like it should be a new reward for beating Hades, but whatever. But once you've gotten that with each weapon, you can't get it again. So these give you uh, the opportunity to get those rewards again with the same weapon. And every Mm. time you have to raise it up one level, In order to keep getting rewards Bounties, they're called And they Change it more than you would think They would For example, the first boss is usually Megara One of the Furies Or one of the other Furies Uh, Eventually the others start showing up If you Have that enabled The new technique quote It says, it actually makes you fight All three of them at once Uh the second boss is a bone Hydra. And if it's enabled for like the rank two of that certain pact, I guess you would say is enabled. It changes the arena. So it has a bunch of lava everywhere. Like it's on a bunch of islands. So you have to dash around and makes that harder. It's not just like they get a new move.
1: Mod the game. So during the bone Hydra fight, the narrator is just uh, Phil from Hercules.
0: That would be pretty good. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. Enough with the head slicing thing. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but again, though, that's the thing where, when I was talking about the absurd amount of conditional dialogue, it's like you have that thing with the three furies, and then eventually I got to, after I got past uh, that heat level one, I disabled that and tried uh, another pact option. And so when I went back to it, it was just Megra there, and she was like, "I never thought you were never going to disable that thing. I am so sick of my sisters." Thank you. <laughs> uh, so it's <laughs> like things like that are all over the game. It's cool. Yeah. Um, there's uh but yeah, oh, oh, I was going to say earlier, all the gods. I really like their characterizations. Um, Dionysus is just a cool dude. Hermes never shuts up. He talks very fast um, They are fairly accurate To how you would imagine them uh, Orpheus is gender swapped For some reason And I'm not really sure why that is She's the well, only one that uh, is
1: Well you know it's uh, You get the PSP version of Persona 3 And if you pick the female <laughs> character
0: Yeah I guess uh, I
1: wonder if that is uh, I wonder if that is something Because yeah in Persona 3 you can get a male or female Orpheus so I wonder if there's some sort of, like, uh, gender fluidity that's built into the myth.
0: Uh, maybe, but I mean, Orpheus's whole thing was, like, his relationship to Eurydice. Orpheus Eurydice, drinking Eurydice's 40s in 40s a
1: death basket.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Orpheus Morpheus she shells from the seashore fierce. Um <laughs> But Eurydice is in this. Like, she appears occasionally in uh, Asphodel. Hmm. Um, the one that has not shown up so far is Perseus, God, which is I, kind of a weird omission.
1: When I was a kid, it's time for a child George story, which always right. means I'm about to get up some freak shit. So I watched the Hercules movie when I was a wee lad, and this oh, got yeah. me like super interested in uh, Greek mythology. I wanted to learn more about it because I thought yep. it was all you know fun time stuff like my cartoon. <laughs> And I read, like, actual Hercules, and I got, like, a little bit in and was like, this is fucking boring, (laughs) and, like, took the book back to the library. It's immediately bounced off of all Greek mythology.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Hercules has not shown up either, actually. Oh. That's weird i
1: hope it is closer to actual hercules in that he is just a complete dickhead
0: (laughs) this i I would say overall it's kind of a mix between like disney hercules and the actual myth like for example zeus is very nice to you uh he's just like oh i can't wait until you reach olympus we'll have a grand party actually he's a lot like dionysus and keeps telling you about the party you're gonna have when you get up there that's fishy but then then yeah then you talk to athena and she's like oh i guess you've talked to zeus huh don't believe everything he says because he's (laughs) like he will lie to you constantly (laughs) um so yeah it's kind of a a mix here and there i i should
1: play those because because yeah even though like as a kid i thought oh greek mythology is super boring like when i hit my teens and we started reading like uh you know the iliad and stuff like that it started getting very interesting again i started getting more into greek mythology and kind of learning about it and yeah. uh yeah it might be
0: i be do pretty you, good do you know who patroclus is no is he appears in elysium sometimes uh and like he's the one i'm always happiest to see because he's the one that can just refill all of your extra lives uh, so anytime he shows up, I am psyched to see him. Sure, he's um, the god of extra lives, of course. Yeah. And um, he's the but, gamer god. But I don't recognize like his name at all. I wonder if maybe he's, like, someone else using that name or something. Because when he shows up, it's, like, question marks. And, yeah, uh, I don't know. Anyway. What was,
1: what was his name again?
0: Patroclus? Patroclus? It's something like that. Pat- Patronoclus, maybe? It It's something... Patroclus I think uh, but like you can also meet uh, Sisyphus who uh, he's just a big dude who's hanging out with his boulder um, hey,
1: he is in the Iliad I, 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 okay. I, to be fair I, I have read the Iliad it has been a very long time I don't remember like any of it Yeah, Ooh, I relationship know. with Achilles although there is no explicit sexual relationship oh. between Achilles and Patroclus in the Homeric tradition a few later Greek authors wrote about what they saw as an implied text in their relationship
0: yeah Achilles hangs out in your palace in Hades uh he's sort of your mentor basically um Theseus is a huge dick he's just hanging out uh (laughs) in a coliseum with the Minotaur and every time you show up he's like ha ha the monster has reappeared to try to vanquish the hero of Elysium and the Minotaur is like
1: yeah okay
0: (laughs) and then you kill them again But next time Um, you show up, he is ready to wail on you again.
1: I want to read this little extra bit here about uh, Patroclus. Patroclus is a character in William Shakespeare's play uh, Troilus and Cressida. In the play Achilles, who has become lazy, is besotted with Patroclus. And the other characters complain that Achilles and Patroclus are too busy having sex to fight in the (laughs) (laughs) war.
0: Okay, I bet there's going to be something in there about them then. Because it's weird, Orpheus and Eurydice, like, nothing has really come of that so far. Um, Sure. But uh, I guess maybe when I exhaust their dialogue options more or something, I haven't given Orpheus, like, a a nectar yet. So one of the things you can get in runs is nectar, which you give to characters, and then they will give you a keepsake, uh, which are, like, these little modifier things that you can have on. For the main Greek gods, uh, it will make it so it says that the next boon you find will be from one of them. That seems Mm. like it's more of a suggestion because there've been plenty of times I equipped one and did not find theirs next. Um, Which I should say, like when you're going through the dungeon, you will find these items and it will be one of the gods and it lets you pick through three of these items, which will uh, give you various effects depending on the God, yada, yada. It's a roguelike. People should know how that works. Um, Yeah. One time, the the most recent one, I entered the dungeon and immediately found a Poseidon one. And Poseidon shows up and he's like, Hey, I saw you got a fishing rod. That's great. I love fishing. You can go get my fish down there. <laughs> and then it it brings up the boon selection. And I only had one option and it was a legendary one that was just more likely to find fishing spots. <laughs> <laughs> so... Like, great, dude. Thanks. I'm going to get all oh, these God. fish down here. Um, but yes, uh, all right. Hades, my, my summation. Hades, very good. Enjoying it quite a bit. Recommended.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's turned me on to the Achilles and uh relationship, and I just like that there's these two uh, gay himbos in Greek mythology just having a great time, just yeah. constantly
0: fucking tim heidecker reading a card with greek <laughs> god names on it <laughs> our, our our team well maybe our, that's uh, Artemis maybe that's it Artemis.
1: maybe that's where uh procreation comes from because he's having sex all the time i don't know it's
0: greek why would procreation come from patroclus Patro-
1: well because i mispronounced it and so i thought <laughs> oh, it was a different name for a second uh because i was also i meant to bring this up earlier when i got sidetracked briefly about star trek I have, I have something I wanted to read off of the wiki because I, right. I this is my Star Trek report for the week before we move on to our last segment, and I'll try to make it a brief one. I got to the end of season two, and it is the worst episode of the show I have seen so far. <laughs> All right. It's called Shades of Grey. Uh, Riker is down. He's on the away team on a new planet, and he got bit by something down there, and now he's infected with a parasite, and it's going to kill him. And the only way to fight the parasite is to induce painful memories in his mind. And if you haven't figured it out already, uh, it's a clip show. show. They ended the second fucking season on a clip episode.
0: Yep. So when you said said the uh, episode title, I was like, oh, the clip show. And then you started saying this. I was like, oh, maybe not then. But yes, I I knew there was a clip show. (laughs)
1: Yeah, so I decided to read up a little bit about it, because I, you know, as often happens in these early seasons of Star Trek, when something just smells off about an episode, I assume either Gene or his lawyer got involved somehow and screwed everything up, or the studio was just like, we need to take all of your budget away. There's usually a story behind it. Uh, So the first bit on the reception for this I wanted to read. Uh, This episode is thought to be one of the worst ever made. Maurice Hurley, who co-wrote the episode, commented, Piece of shit. It was supposed to be a bottle (laughs) show. Terrible. Just terrible. And a way to save some money. I was on the way out the door. Who said that?
0: Maurice Hurley. (laughs) Okay. Good one, Maurice.
1: Uh, Maurice, uh, you saw uh, Chaos on the Deck. Uh, which is a really good documentary I would recommend to anyone who is curious about the production of TNG and specifically uh, Gene Roddenberry pickling his entire body. <laughs> um, but Maurice is a recurring character in that documentary. He's a guy with white hair wearing a polo shirt and glasses. He is one of the most animated people they interview because Maurice doesn't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> He just recounts some of the most amazing stories of just a borderline getting into fistfights with Gene. He is one of the heroes of the original seasons of Star Trek. I love him a whole bunch. Uh, I hope Maurice is out there living his best life. I've just noticed he died in 2015.
0: (laughs) Well, I guess he's not. I I
1: don't know. he He might be more grateful to be dead than alive, knowing what I do about
0: Maurice. I like imagining, like, a Star Trek clip show being hosted by Troy McClure, though. Oh, man, that'd be great! Hi, I'm Troy McClure. You may remember me from such movies as Cry Yuma and Here Comes the Coast Guard. Now, Hardcore Nudity! <laughs> Maurice, uh, he's got a lot of really
1: good writing credits on the show, though. Uh, some of the episodes that I like a whole bunch, like Datalore, uh, was written by oh. Maurice. Uh, he did Q Who, which is the episode that sets up the Borg. Uh, Or introduces them, rather, a different episode sets them up, but yeah, that's it for my Star Trek report. I just, I I read that quote of his and laughed myself stupid, and (laughs) I thought that you would find it funny too, so I wanted to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, Retro Corner? Retro Corner. Retro Corner. Okay, I got three more games, and similar to a few weeks ago, they're all all arcade games in that they literally were in arcades. Oh, okay. Uh, if I were to say to you, welcome to die, yes. how would that make you feel?
0: That would make me feel fantastic, because I'd be thinking about Magneto.
1: Yeah, uh, I like Magnetus a whole lot, I think he's a very cool uh, DC villain, and yes. I like uh, mm-hmm. X-Men the arcade game.
0: Yeah, sure. Yeah, Especially in, in its intended format, with the old yes. widescreen, the six yes. things.
1: Yeah, the, the six different controllers and none of the yeah, joysticks yeah. work.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, so you gotta be Jubilee because the others didn't work. That's right. Wolverine one is broken.
1: Yeah, I did not play this game as a kid. I didn't have any arcades that actually had the X-Men arcade cabinet, uh, but I remember it fondly anyway, because I think a lot of this game has just sort of entered into like meme territory old meme territory i don't think it's brought up as much anymore but welcome to die being the thing
0: uh, sure uh, that's sort of a legendary like all your baser belong to us yeah, equivalent yeah.
1: i just i like any case like that where well you got somebody to say it in english and they understood english enough but they didn't tell you that the sounded wrong so like yeah. either either some good lad got paid the amount of money he needed to get paid showed up said the line questioned nothing or it was just somebody like in the Japanese office who is not a English speaker at all who just read the lines phonetically. Mm-hmm. Which I think is probably more likely. Uh, it
0: doesn't really sound like it. It does it sound like a native English speaker.
1: It does, but it's also a little hard to tell. Because like, mm-hmm. that stuff is, is just so weird in general when you get like your local English actors overseas because they're usually terrible. Like Shinmu is a good example of that.
0: You should play Yakuza find find some uh some like white people in those games because they're always very good
1: <laughs> Kazim which is walking down the street shouting where are the white people at
0: <laughs> yakuza zero has uh, a trainer and he looks like kid rock and his <laughs> voice actor just is like yeah <laughs> <laughs> just, like that's it. the only voice lines he has is he's like
1: ar,
0: ar. well there is
1: that <laughs> one the uh real estate guy in uh like a dragon is yeah. like that too where he just cuts him yes. with uh english lines he's part of why he switched over to the english audio track Is i wondered how they handled that character oh uh they didn't they didn't really do anything is the answer <laughs> yeah
0: yeah he's, just like cool. a, yeah he's just he's still
1: a cool guy but he doesn't do anything like vocally interesting um But yeah, the X-Men arcade game is just a really solid arcade game. It's great. The fact you can play it with as many people as you can at one time is great. It's complete chaos, but it's great.
0: I just, speaking of Greek gods, the trainer guy in Yakuza 0 is named Bacchus. I forgot about that. uh, (laughs) Because he's drunk all the time.
1: (laughs) Cyclops from the X-Men.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, There you
1: go. And Colossus. Yeah. They were too busy having sex to fight Magneto.
0: (laughs) Please, Colossus is only into Kitty Pride. <laughs> Cyclops, like,
1: Cyclops dressed up like Kitty Pride, you see. And then when the Colossus opened up his door, he's just like, Whoa, what's going on? Please uh, read my X-Men fan fiction.
0: No. You need like, to have a like credit card X-Men verified account. What's this? Is this rated Lemon.
1: I was the guy who wrote the ALF fanfic. Please read my X-Men fanfic. <laughs> no one knows what we're talking about when we break that up. No. And they I don't shouldn't. want to go into it. They should not know. They should be left to wonder. They should be searching the internet trying to find out about this elf fanfiction. Reading I mean, every ALF fanfiction that they can to get to the bottom of it.
0: The thing is, though, if you like look for ALF fanfiction and restrict it to only like adult-rated sure. fanfiction, there aren't that many options. That's how I'll I found probably it. show up.
1: I'm not sure if it's since been deleted, but I still have it saved for posterity. So, Prosterity. Prosterity. Prosteriety.
0: That's your Steve Brule moment for the week.
1: Proclus.
0: Patroclus. Patroclus.
1: Patroclus. Fucking take name. Um, also, another beat-em-up for the arcade, uh, The Simpsons.
0: Yes. It's Don't also have a great. cow, man. No,
1: you should have a cow. Because this game has not been made widely available. This game kind of pisses me off And that they put it up on like Xbox live arcade for a while. And then it got delisted. And I don't think they've ever put it back up and made it available again since then.
0: You keep saying that. And I don't think it ever was.
1: I'm pretty sure it was on Xbox live arcade. I don't for think a it was. Spell. I think it was Larry. Look it up. All right, fine. Look it up, Larry. So what we call you around here. Cause I can't make the clicky clacks on the keyboard. Um, yeah, I it, it's kind of hard for me to talk about beat 'em up games because they all just kind of like largely beat 'em up games are just sort of the same. Either you kind of just nail what it is that they set out to do or you don't. And when you have a solid beat 'em up game, it's kind of difficult to talk about what in particular makes it remarkable outside of it just being good. Have you looked it up, Larry? Yes.
0: But you were talking.
1: I'm done talking, tell me the answer (laughs) I need
0: to know In January 2012, a high-definition port of Simpsons Arcade Game Was announced for PlayStation Network for release in February With release on Xbox Live Arcade revealed Um, The game was initially made available exclusively to PlayStation Plus users at no charge And then in December 2013, it was removed Mm. Uh, Although at the time, still available through Xbox Live Marketplace No reason for removal was given by either Sony or Konami.
1: Okay, I'm sorta of right.
0: Yeah, uh, apparently his version was not good. uh Gamespot gave the Xbox oh. version a three out of ten. Oh man! So
1: I wonder what was wrong about it. I don't know. huh well, the actual like arcade version is perfectly fine. Uh, I do think that there are some noteworthy things about The Simpsons Arcade, though more to do with when it came out, not necessarily what it is, because this was very early in the development of The Simpsons, so you have a lot of like season one and two holdovers in the game, like Bart's shirt is blue. Uh, famously, if Marge gets like electrocuted in the game, you see the bunny ears under the hair. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Did, did you know Hey everybody check this out No one's heard of this before March is supposed to be Bunny Girl I don't believe you Welcome for that factoid uh, <laughs> First one to reveal it on the internet Wow My uncle I mean, did, worked at Box uh,
0: Did you know that Krusty was originally Homer
1: Oh that changes everything
0: I know You'll <laughs> never look at the Simpsons the same way again
1: Cowabunger, man. Um good <laughs> anyway,
0: dudes.
1: Anyway, this game opens on uh Maggie getting a diamond stuck in her mouth, so uh it's terrifying for me and I have to skip it every single time.
0: Have you seen uh there was a video of like a really heavily glitched out Simpson's arcade cabinet? Yeah, that. that's really good. <laughs> it is. Oh god.
1: Um I, I like uh X-Men Arcade and Simpsons Arcade a whole lot. I, I would kind of say like if I had to if I had to pick like the ultimate three, like the three best beat-em-ups for the arcade.
0: Turtles and Time.
1: in Turtles and Time. Turtles in Time, definitely. These two. Maybe. There's also the Cowboys of Moo Mesa. Ah, uh, it's not as good. And there's also Sunset Riders. That's not beat 'em up. It's
0: ah, uh, yeah, I guess it's that's a side-scrolling shooter. It's like Metal yeah, Slug.
1: side-scrolling shooter. It, there's just a lot about it that kind of feels like a beat 'em up to me, like in presentation and just the general game feel, but yeah, it's more of a shooter. So that's good. I guess I get to have my cake and eat it too. X-Men, Simpsons Arcade, and Turtles in Time are my three top favorite beat-em-ups.
0: I but would as far also say the sure game is pretty good.
1: Oh, it is. The um, Aliens vs. Predator arcade game is yeah. also great.
0: Yep. Yeah. You can make a Predator eat a hamburger. <laughs> that's true that's fantastic <laughs> they decided that arnold schwarzenegger's character should have like robot arms for some reason
1: uh the reason is that it's
0: fucking cool there yeah
1: you're right yeah i know it's not like a, a side scroller beat-em-up but like moonwalker for the arcade is a weirdly mm. good
0: game oh yeah arcade one yeah sure
1: yeah the genesis one absolutely not but the, that arcade one is solid i mean it's, it's more a like game. a shooter kind of it's like
0: Smash TV almost.
1: Yeah, yeah kind of. It is a weird mix of things, that Moonwalker Arcade. Yeah, but I, I like it quite a bit. Um, But yeah, I, I guess I don't really have too much to say about X-Men Arcade and Simpsons. Both fantastic. Uh, if you have access to these games, somehow you should play them. And by access, I mean if you have MAME on your computer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, And then the last one I wanted to talk about was Afterburner 2. Okay. Yeah. The, the plane keeps beeping at me and yelling, fire, fire. <laughs> That's all I know about this game.
0: I don't remember much about Afterburner 2.
1: There's not much to Afterburner 2 is uh, the thing. I, um, mean, I
0: remember Afterburner 1, and there's not a whole lot to that either.
1: No, it's just, a, it's an arcade fighter pilot game. You're You're situated behind the plane. You got some really good parallax scrolling in it, like... Kind of the thing that draws me to it is how it is really good at conveying a sense of speed. Uh, And then I'm not really a fan of a lot of flight sim games, especially like fighter pilot flight sims, because they feel awkward and overly technical, and dogfights are broken up by a lot of just kind of flying around and trying to position yourself. That's why our Afterburner 2 is so good to me, is it's just nonstop everything's fucked keep shooting at everything all the time action like i like it a whole lot but there's also like i said not much to it 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 is good because it is so simplistic and that's all i have to say about that so that's been retro corner all right if <laughs> i had to rank these games on a scale of simpsons characters oh all right yeah uh I would say that uh the original like X-Men Arcade. It's I
0: would like is that a is lack. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I, I would I
1: would say I would say it's a Carl and the Simpsons Arcade oh. is a Lenny. They're really good together. Like you just sort of double feature these games, go right from one end to the other, and it's a really good time.
0: Okay. Alright, I guess so. Yeah.
1: Afterburner I would describe that as a Dr. Nick Riviera. It's whoa, overly excited, possibly on drugs. Okay, extremely one-dimensional, not hard to figure out,
0: but also exhilarating. Also very fun, but it has to be in short bursts. You yes, don't want that's it all right. the time. Yeah, too much goes too far. I recently in my Simpsons rewatch watched the uh, 22 films about Springfield episode Mm. Uh, and then that was when i realized that the reason everybody remembers steamed hams in addition to just being a funny bit is because it's the only funny bit in that episode (laughs) because the rest of it is dire
1: that's the one where it just goes from like character to character right like lisa gets the the gum stuck in her hair yeah okay i do not for i think the reasons that the episode wants me to but i do like the bit of uh smith not smithers jesus christ flanders with the hammer and they have like Lisa and they're pinning her down on the table and they're gonna like hammer the gum out of her hair. Yeah. Just because right. like I screen capped that for some reason and it does just look like Flanders is going to help Marge <laughs> kill her
0: child. Yeah. Uh that, that episode also like the uh Cletus, the slack jawed yokel theme, has resided in my head ever since oh, sure. I first saw that. Yeah. But the actual like Cletus bit in that is not funny at yeah, all. That's not
1: good. Isn't that the first episode that's got like the crazy cat lady in it too?
0: I don't know. I don't no, I'm not sure so. she shows
1: up or not. It has been so long since I sat down and did like an actual watch through of The Simpsons. I can't remember where anything kind of like locks into place. Mm-hmm. I just right remember the after point that, where I though,
0: is the one with the fight in Hellfish, which is a great episode. Oh yeah. The one with Yeah. The part where he hires the guy to kill Abe. <laughs> and uh he's um like, they call Abe in at the nursing home. And it's like, your family's here to visit you. Wait a second, my family hasn't come to visit me. And then Knife comes by. It's just that guy, like, with a horrible Homer costume. Yeah. And Mr. Burns' march. <laughs> that episode, like, I'll be in the car, dudes.
1: That episode also ends, though, with Bart getting shoved in that safe and then <laughs> yeah. pushed overboard. And, like, that's a genuinely tense bit. Yeah, yeah. That's terrifying, the the thought of being stuck in something like that.
0: Now remember, yank the cord 63 times (laughs) if you're out of air. 64 (laughs) if you found the treasure.
1: (laughs) Oh god, Old Simpsons used to be so good. Yeah. The exact point, I was thinking about this recently, I think the point that I fell off is there's some episode where it's either Homer and Flanders or Bart and Flanders, they're like up in the mountains like a lot of of forestry and stuff like that in mountains i don't remember what the episode is about i just have these vague memories of that being the location and the characters involved and me sitting there at the time going you know this isn't really very funny anymore Mm. but king of the hill is next king of the hill is funny so i'm going to keep watching this i've i've also bad memories of king of the hill getting preempted by goddamn sports back in the day yes
0: it did all the time yeah especially in the last couple seasons
1: well that's part of what killed it was yeah. just constantly getting preempted out of existence yeah so that's part of the fun thing about doing uh those compilations of old uh advertisements is the people who put those together they often will not cut out little bumpers at like of uh oh it's the tail end of this show it's the start of this show they didn't just clip that bit off of the vhs tape so there's a lot of just getting the um Last little bit of a Simpsons episode, mm-hmm. and then it goes into advertisements, or it'll be like, uh, "Up next, Dale Gribbles got alien urine." <laughs> <laughs> what else is new? Yeah, so it's just great. Like, oh, well, you guys clearly are watching Fox; it's the channel that you were on. But also, man, you you picked a good night. That was a good episode of King <laughs> of the Hill. Yeah. Or like, oh man, I remember when the Simpsons went to Japan. That fucking sucked. <laughs> I do not remember that. Oh, it's a terrible episode. Anyway. Goodbye, dinosaurs. This episode of the podcast is dedicated to the brave soldiers of the
0: Mookah well, team. Well went down very deep. Very we can't put that in. In Afghanistan, well, will be all our fault, Larry. Well, the well went down so very deep. Well, the well went down to hell. Oh, Woke up with a start All amongst the rotting dead His lyre Tucked safe under his arm His brains all down his head Oh mama Oh mama Oh mama, oh, mama. Oh, mama. Eurydice appeared Brindled in blood She said to Orpheus if you play that fucking thing down here I'll stick it up your orophies Oh, mama Oh, mama This lilac is for the birds, said Orpheus It's enough to send your bats Let's stay down here, Eurydice, dear we will have a bunch of screaming rats. Oh, mama up his lyre for the last time he was on a real low down mama he stared deep into the abyss and said this one is for mama